0: Welcome to another episode of the scriptural cliff note sessions. Hello. All right, we're on part three of Yahuda, which is Judah. What's going on? Now remember, I was reading the 12 Patriarchs and I'm on Yahuda. So I want to make a correction before I start to um, continue this reading, which somewhere in part two, I said that um, Jacob, Yacouf's wife or wives were um, Rebecca and Leah. Now, the correction is it was Rachel and Leah. This is the correction. It's Rachel. Rebecca was his mother. So um, just know that whenever I can do a correction, I will, because a lot of times I have so much information that I'm glossing over it or it's connecting in my head and something else comes out because it's so much stuff going on. But just know that every time I can get a chance to correct it, I will, because I want you to have the information that you need to have so that, that's my goal to make sure that you have what you need to have so that you can connect the dots for yourself. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little rundown of who's who, and then we're gonna um, continue with the reading. Okay, like I said, Yacoub, Jacob's wives were Rachel and Leah. They were sisters, okay? They were sisters of... Um, the uncle layman. Okay. Now he had otherwise slash concubines, which were the handmaidens of Rachel and Leah. And that was Bilhah and Zilpah. And I'll spell it because like I said, my, my accent, you may not be able to, um, (laughs) connect with Bilhah, B-I-L-H-A-H and Z-I-L-P-A-H, Bilhah and Zilpah. Okay. So, um, I will continue on with part three. Now, the last thing I want to say before I finish part three, that this may be lengthy. Like I said, the last time, I'm not reading every single thing because then it would just be hours. I'm reading what pertains to Yehuda today, that the ancestor Yehuda himself is, um, given information from the Most High Yah to tell the people that's coming after him, to tell his children and his children's children, his generation on that line of what's going to happen to them. So now I'm going to start. Okay, now I'm on um, 13 1 of um, the Testament of Yehuda. Okay. And now my children, I command you, give heed to Judah your father and keep my words so as to perform all the most highs just decrees and to obey the command of the most high. Do not pursue evil impelled in your lust by the arrogance of your heart and do not boast the exploits and strength of your youth because this too is evil in the most high sight. Since I have boasted that during a war, not even a beautifully formed, woman, a beautifully formed woman's face could entice me. And I had scolded Reuben, my brother concerning Bilhah, cause Reuben transgressed by sleeping with Bilhah, which is against the law, my father's wife, the spirit of envy and promiscuity plotted against me until I lay with Anna, the Canaanite woman, which is another sin, and Tamar, his daughter-in-law, who was pledged in marriage to my son. And that's in the book, this is the bridge, the book of Jasper 36, 13 through 15. This is 13, uh, four. For I said to my father-in-law, I will confer with my father and then I will take your daughter. But since he was unwillingly, um, excuse me, since he was unwilling to delay, he showed me the measureless mass of gold. This is greed, which was in his daughter's name. He backed her in gold, excuse me, he he decked her in gold and pearls and made her pour out wine for us in a feast. The The wine perverted my eyesight, pleasure darkened my heart. I longed for her and lay with her. Thus, I transgressed the most high command and that of my father when I took her as my wife. And the most high repaid me according to the rashness of my soul because I had no delight in her children. Now remember all his kids died because they were sinful number one and number two um, Yahuda took this woman as a wife that he wasn't supposed to. You're supposed to go to your own um, nation not other people's nation. That That's the law. So he didn't listen. So this is what happened. He did not enjoy his children. That was from the woman of Canaan. Remember Canaan is cursed. Canaan was cursed a long time ago. By um, Noah. Okay, and now my children, I tell you, do not be drunk with wine, because wine perverts the mind from the truth. Wine is an old demon. Alcohol is an old demon. I already said alcohol is one of the first old demons. This is an old old demon, and you would know that if you read the Book of Jasher. The things that the women would do when they was um, drinking alcohol and stuff like that. Okay. Okay, um, because the wine perverts the mind from the truth, arouses the impulses of desire and leads the eyes into a path of error. You already know what error is. For the spirit of promiscuity has wine as is servant for the indulgence of the mind. If any one of you drinks wine to the point of drunkenness, your mind is confused and sordid thoughts of your body is kindled by pleasure to commit adultery. Thus he commits sin and is unashamed. Such is the drunkard, my children. He who is drunken has respect for no one. See, even I was deceived so that I was not ashamed before the throne throng in the city because before the eyes of all, I turned aside to Tamar and committed a great sin and disclosed to my sons my acts of uncleanness. When I had drunken wine and flouted shamelessly the Most High's command and took the Canaanite woman, he who drinks wine needs much perception, my children. And this is the Perception the wine drinker requires. So long as he is decent, he may drink. But if he exceeds the limit, the spirit of error, you already know what the spirit of error is, I already explained that, invades his mind and makes the drunkard become foul mouthed and lawless. Yet rather be ashamed, he boasts in his dishonorable action and considers it to be fine. The promiscuous man is unaware when he has been harmed and shameless, when he has been disgraced. For even someone who is a king, if he is promiscuous, is divested of his kingship, since he has been enslaved by sexual impulses, just as I experienced. For I gave my staff, that is the stability of my tribe, my girdle, that is my power, and my crown, that is my glory of my kingdom, and that's chapter 12, um, four, since I repented of these acts, I consumed neither wine nor meat until my old age, and I saw no merriment at all, no self-gratification, that's what he meant, And the angel of the most high showed me that women have the mastery over both king and poor man, which the the bridge of that is Proverbs 22 and 14. From the king, they lay, excuse me, from the king, they will take away his glory from the virile man, his power, and from the poor man, even the slight support that he has in his poverty. Take care to the temperate with wine, excuse me. Take care to be temperate with wine, my children, for there are in it four evil spirits desire, heated passion, debauchery, and sordid greed. If you drink wine in merriment, showing due respect for the reverence of the Most High, you shall live. But if you drink without restraint, and the reverence of the Most High departs, the result of drunkenness and shamelessness sneaks in. But if you wish to live prudently, abstain completely from drinking in order that you may not sin by uttering lewd words, by fighting, by slander, by transgressing the Most High's command, and you shall not die before your allotted time think about that. The mysteries of the most high and men wine discloses just as disclosed to the Canaanite woman, the commandments of the most high and the mysteries of Jacob, Jacob, my father, which the most high had told me not to reveal. He revealed it in uh, drunkenness. That's why I'm telling you. Alcohol is an old devil. It's not a new devil, it's one of those old, old, old devils. And now my children, I command you not to love money or to gaze on the beauty of women because it was on the account of money and attractive appearance that I was led astray to Beth Shua, the Canaanite. Note her name because it has meaning. Just like um, Yasharel's names, just like um, I'm a quote um, what Yah says, if my children who are called by my name, remember, every other nation also had meanings to their names, to their pagan gods of stone and wood. So these names being something nowadays, everybody just named you all kinds of stuff. But in biblical days, every name had a meaning in um, in. Um, Yashirel's line, it had meaning, it was a connection to Yah, and in all the heathen names, they had meanings to connecting to their gods of wood and and stone, being possessed by demons, okay, and I know that on the account of these two things, my tribe is doomed to wickedness, now let me stop there for one second, look at what's happening to uh, Judah all around the world, Now it says that Judah was scattered all around the world, all around the four corners of the globe. Everywhere Judah is scattered. There's melanated people everywhere. Now people don't think that there's melanated people everywhere. First of all, there was nothing but melanated people. And then later on, they became whited out. Now I say that term because there are some other um, teachers of um, the truth that give you a, they, they, give you the meat and potatoes of what that means. And I'm going to be uploading some of their teachings. Like I said, I don't believe in reinventing the wheel. I will upload um, someone knowledgeable in that subject. I will upload their teachings and let you know a full understanding of what I'm saying along with myself. I will break down what I'm saying. And like I say, I will upload their um, their things just to put the icing on the cake. So, like I said, um, a lot of um, Yahuda that was scattered, they have been whited out. If you don't understand what that means, I will definitely un- um, i will definitely upload what that means. And I also want you to listen to um, um, Gentiles, Heathens, and Yesharel to understand what they do. Okay. Moving on. Okay. And I know that on account of these two things, my tribe is doomed to wickedness. I had to read that again. Even for the wise men from among my sons will be changed for the worse. And the kingdom of Yehuda, Judah, they shall cause to be diminished. Through the most high gave it to me because of my disobedience to my father. And that was chapter one and four. That's the bridge, chapter one and four. For at no time did I bring grief to Jacob, my father, because everything he said I did. And Abraham, my father's father, blessed me as destined to be the king in Israel. Mm-hmm. And Jacob blessed me similarly. And so I know that through me, the kingdom will be established, excuse me, Acts 1, 6, and 7, which is a prophecy. For in the books of Enoch, another book that's connected to um, the book of Testament of um, Yehuda, the righteous, I have read the evil things you will do in the last days. Guard yourselves, therefore, my children, against sexual promiscuity and love of money, which the bridge is Exodus 34, 15 and 16. First Timothy six and 10, that's a warning. Listen to Judah, your father, for these things distance you from the law of the most high. Blind the direction of the soul and teach arrogance. They do not permit a man to show mercy to his neighbor. But two passions contrary to the most high commands enslaves him so that he is unable to obey, obey the most high. They blind his soul. And he goes about in the day as though it were night. My children, love of money leads to idolatry because once they are led astray by money, hold on. They designate as gods who, who's, who are not gods. It makes anyone who has it to go out of his mind. And the bridge to that is 1 Timothy 6, 5 through 10. On account of money, I utterly lost my children. And had it not been for the penitence of my flesh, the humility of my soul, and the prayers of my father Jacob, I would never met death Childness, childless, childless. <clears throat> but the most high of my father's who is compassionate and merciful pardoned me because I acted in ignorance. Remember the Lord's precepts and commands of Yah was not out yet, but everything Yah says in the uh, Levitical, um, in the Levitical books and in Deuteronomy is a law. Remember, um, the 12 tribes was already here before the law came out, the official law. So even though the official law was not here, the book of Deuteronomy and the Levitical laws were here. So there was always a law. You can't say, oh, by that time, it wasn't no laws. It really was laws because everything y'all says is a law, a precept or command, okay? Or a statute, Okay. Now we're on 194. Um, the prince of error, which is the devil or devils, blinded me and I was ignorant as a human being, as flesh in the corrupt sins, until I learned of my own weakness under supposing myself to the inevitable, oh, excuse me, to invincible. So I understand my children that two spirits await an opportunity with humanity, the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. In between is the conscious of the mind, which inclines as it will. The things of truth and the things of error are written in the affections of man. Each one of whom the most high knows. Now, if you, I'm a bridge this, excuse me, the shepherd of Hermes gives you a specific piece of information that has to do with what I just said. And I'm going to read it again. The things of truth and the things of error are written in the affections of men, each one of whom the most high knows. Now the most high knows that, but the typical uh, person of Judah may not know that simply because number one, our ancestors transgressed, so you're not going to know the truth because you're not listening to the truth. You're not seeking the truth. Number two, if you were seeking the truth, you wouldn't get the whole truth because Gentiles slash heathens put those scriptures together that is today called the Bible, and a lot of other scriptures they didn't put in, or they, they in their mind Believe, well, this is not what Jesus would say. This is not what God would say. Now, remember, there's no such thing as Jesus and God. That's pagan. Number three, the book of the Shepherd of Hermas used to be in the New Testament, which was taken out. So, my suggestion to you is to grab the book, The Shepherd of Hermas, and read it because it gives you a lot of spiritual things. So, that's the bridge for 20 um, 20 and 3. Okay, I'm going to move on. Where is no moment in which man's works can be concealed because they are written on the heart in the most high sight. And the spirit of truth testifies to all things and brings all accusations. He who has sinned and consumed in his heart and cannot rise his head to face the judge. Now I'm gonna tell you what that means. We already know and I already spoke in, um, lessons pass. And if you didn't hear those lessons, please go back to the lessons. We already know that the spirit of truth is the Ruach HaKodesh, who they call the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit is not the Holy Spirit. You already know that's the pagan name. The Ruach HaKodesh is the regular Hebrew name, original paleo, they call the Hebrew name. The Ruach HaKodesh, which is AKA the regular English now of today's name is the Holy Spirit. So you know that there is a spirit of truth, which is the royal and a spirit of error, which is the devil and the devils. So now you know the regular name for it and the a biblical name. So I'm going to move on. As heaven is superior to the earth, so is the Most High's priesthood superior to the kingdom on earth. Useless through sin, it falls away. From the Most High and is dominated by the earthly kingdom, kingdom. And the bridge to that is Matthew 6, 9 through 10. For the Most High chose him over you to draw near to him, to eat at his table, to present his offerings, the costly things of the son of Yashareel, Israel. You shall be to them like the sea, as in it. The just and the unjust are tempest, tossed, some are taken captive, some become rich, so shall it be in every race of mankind. Some shall be exposed to danger, some taken captive, some shall grow rich by looting. Now I'm going to tell you how important 21 and 6 is, that's what I just read. Yahuda says, not only will his line be doing that, but the whole world is going to be doing that. Now I'm going to be doing a teaching on um, how the whole world is fooled, because there's a scripture that says the devil fools the whole world. And I'm going to be doing a a teaching just to give you specific ways that the devil's fooling the whole world. Now, when you you hear that the devil's fooling the whole world, you you have to say to yourself, well, how is he fooling it? We don't see how he's fooling it, but you gotta understand in the beginning, the devil could not go to Eve the way he looked. He had to slide into a snake, which is something that she was accustomed to. She was accustomed to seeing animals. So he had to slide into something that she knew or she wasn't afraid of or something that she was accustomed to seeing in order to um, manipulate her with words. So that's what he did. If he came to her the way that he was, that the way that the most high thrashed him down to be. Now remember, when he was an angel, he had all kinds of precious stones and semi-precious stones on him. He was musical, he was beautiful, he was everything before he transgressed. So when he transgressed and started acting pompous and arrogant and manipulating other angels to be with him, he was thrashed down to earth. Yahusha said it in the New Testament. It's a prophecy in the Old Testament. Well, it wasn't a prophecy because he was already down here, but it was a description in the Old Testament. If you want to know more information about how the devil was with Adam and Eve, then I suggested you go to the book of treasures or the book of Adam and Eve. Now, this was supposed to be in the scriptures before Genesis. Like I said, when you read that Bible, you have more questions than you have answers. So these books that I'm saying that I have meditated on and read will give you more information and will flesh out and give you more meat to the stories that you read in the Bible. So um, I'll just give you a little bit more about the devil and how he's beguiling people. The devil's not going to come to you as he is, because if he did, you would stop sinning altogether because you would look at him and be like, if this is the devil, I don't want no parts of it. So the devil has to manipulate. The devil has to deceive in every way possible. So what does he do? He weaves in lies and deceit. He weaves in lies and deceit. How does he use it? by every way he possibly can and think of today of what's happening what you're hearing what you're seeing what you're witnessing I know witnessing and seeing is the same thing but when I say witnessing I mean being a part of when you're seeing something you just you're not a part of it you're just seeing it outside so everything that you do everything that you see everything that you witness every piece of stimuli is being manipulated So that's why I'm going to do a specific teaching on it because we don't know that. We just go by our daily day and it is what it is. And we don't understand and acknowledge that everything we witness is negative. It's so negative that we are shocked, that we are in shock and desensitized, okay? Think about now and about 10 years ago or 20 years ago, we were not, we were more sensitive 10 years ago or even 20 years ago than we are now. You know, those video games that just start shooting and they start killing people, and you get all these um, points and all of that. Okay, that is a type of manipulation that the devil has. Who does that? 10 or 20 years ago, that wouldn't even be heard of. So we have to understand that everything that we're seeing and witnessing is negative even going to work and dealing with negativity and all that. I mean, we have our guard up, but how much can you keep your guard up? I mean, after a while you just get numb to the negativity and you really don't think about the negativity until you have to stay still and be by yourself and be silent. Then all of that stuff starts getting purged out of you. But we are are being bombarded times three now with this um, global pandemic. And it keeps coming and coming and all the jobs being lost, people being um, upset and angry at the governments and all this. This is negativity times three or 10, wherever your gauge is. And it's really taking a toll on people. So even if you don't know the daily negativity that you're exposed to, everybody is seeing what's happening now. So you will be able to understand what I'm saying in regards to the devil fooling the whole world right now. If your government is doing what they not supposed to be doing, then the whole world is being fooled because it's being shoved down your throat. And those people who can't take it are fighting back. So that right there is um, something that you can see and something that's tangible to let you understand that things are wrong. They're wrong. You may not be able to understand the root of why it is, but you're able to see it. And this is why people say that they're woke today, which is today's buzzword. A lot of melanated people use it, but everybody's woke because they're seeing what's going on. And actually, that is a prophecy that everybody is going to be able to see these things, not only the melanated people, but everybody, okay? The, uh, the Gentile, the he, heathen and, um, Yashirel is going to be able to see these things, but it does not mean that you're spiritually open. Okay. The difference between being spiritually open and woke, and I will give you this scenario. You know how a flower grows. You can see the flower. You can see the stem of the flower. You can see the leaf of the flower. You can see the flower itself. You can see the pollen inside the flower. Okay. That's you being woke. Can you see inside the dirt? Can you see where the root started? Can you see how it started? And if you cut that root off, the flower will die. That's what I'm talking about. That's the difference between being woke, seeing the top of the flower and the stem of the leaf, and being spiritually open, led by the Ruach Hakodesh. That's under the ground and seeing the root of the flower. So you can cut the root off. If you cutting off a, I uh, I would say a weed or a flower from the top, it's still living. Because the root is still there. So that's what people been doing. People been trying to cut the flower off or the weed off, but they don't understand. the root is still there. Now, I already read to you in the um, in lesson one and two that a root, a seed of evil was put in Adam. Every time he had children in every um, generation, the seed grew and grew and grew, and now it's massive. This is why, Yah said that he's gonna shorten the days and he even shortened the days for Yahusha. because if he didn't shorten the days, everybody would be evil. That's how deep the root goes. So today everybody's looking at everything, the top of the flower of, you know, the top of this evil flower and they say, oh my gosh, it's evil. We gotta do something about it. But they are trying to cut the top off, not knowing that the root has to be dug out and pulled out. And this is what I'm giving you. I'm giving you an opportunity to see that root and not the top of the flower. Okay. We're gonna move on, 21 and (laughs) seven. Hold on one minute. Okay, 21 and seven. All right. Those who rule shall be like sea monsters, swallowing up human beings like fish. Free sons and daughters, they shall enslave, houses, fields, flocks, goods, they shall seize. And this bridge is to, this is Enoch 57 and 7 and Isaiah 27 and 1. Now let me stop you. I know I keep stopping, but I need you to know some really important things. If these, um, if these scriptures have bridges to them, know that these things is going to come true. Because the more something is said in the scriptures, the more you know that this this is something that you could look forward to um, happening. So a lot of these scriptures in um, the Testament of Judah, Yehuda, is what's happening today. What is Yehuda's children doing? They're greedy. They're hurting one another. They are um, beguiled by money, which they um, they are worshiping. It's idolatry. Yahuda just said this. they fight fighting other people. They're arrogant. They're pompous. They're doing all kinds of stuff. And that's what, Yah- what Yahuda's line is doing. And this is what he tried to prevent by telling them before he died this is what's going to happen to you. If you don't focus on the Most High, if you don't um, be in the Most High, if you don't seek Him first, His kingdom and His righteousness. All kinds of stuff is going to happen to you. And this is what's happening to Judah everywhere. This is why I'm reading what I'm reading because this has to stop. This has to stop. Y'all said, my children who are called by my name, if you stop sinning, if you repent, I'm going to hear from you. I'm going to turn back to looking at you because he turned his back on us. And I'm going to help you. Do you see anybody trying to repent? And let me be clear. Some of Yahuda is doing that. Some of them are waking up. But remember, number one, it's going to be a remnant. And number two, a lot of Yahudah is not going to go. They're going to continue being sinful. you already said he's only going to take a remnant. He said this already. So you can be sure that they're not going to listen. And Yahushua also said, you can't listen to me because you're not of me. Even Paul said, they not, up, I don't know whether, okay, let me stop for a minute. It's not Paul. If it's not Paul, then it's John or James. It's either, because off the top of my head, I can't remember, I'm in another book. So John, James, or Paul, most likely it's Paul. But if it's not Paul, it's John or James. That says they're not, they're from us, but they're not of us. Now that, that means I can have you as a child but you're not of me because what I taught you, you're not practicing. So that's what that means. So I don't care how many times Yahuda wakes up, um, it's not gonna be enough. and I would say it's, not, it's going to be enough for you because he already chose them before the foundation of the world. But it's not going to be enough for us because we do love our brethren. We do love our counterparts. But for some reason, we can't get it together. And the reason why we can't get it together is because a, a seed of evil was planted from the beginning and it's thriving and flourishing. And we can't see it. So we can't cut it off. We keep cut, trying to cut off the top in the, in the leaf but we can't cut it off from the roots because we're not listening to the most high. If we all started listening to the most high, we could cut this off at the root, but nobody's listening. Now we'll go on, 21 and eight. With the flesh of many persons, they shall wickedly gorge crowns and canes, cranes, excuse me, crowns and cranes. They shall make progressive, excuse me. They shall make progress, in evil, they shall be exor- exalted in avarice, which means um, extreme greed of wealth and material gain. Like a whirlwind shall be the false prophets. They shall harass the righteous. That's what they was doing and they're doing now. The most high will instigate among them factions set against each other and conflicts will persist in Israel. My rule shall be determined by men of alien race. Now I want to stop right there and say alien is other people. Alien, they use alien now. Quote, unquote, illegal aliens, which um, is not a um, positive term. but. In the scriptures, alien means not of your own nation. So it's somebody else's nation. So he said, my rule shall be determined by men of another nation. Now, how is that possible? It's possible because Judah was scattered in chains and in bondage throughout the four corners of the earth. That's how it's possible. So I'm gonna read it again. My rule shall be determined by men of another nation until the salvation of Israel comes, until the coming of the most high of righteousness, so that Jacob may enjoy tranquility and peace, as well as all the nations. Now the bridge to this is Revelation 12 and 10, Revelation 12 and 19, one one and two. So you know in Revelation is a uh, prophecy, so he just said from the beginning of the world, what was going to happen in the prophetic word by John from the Old Testament, where he's saying the Testament of Yahudah is Old Testament to the New Testament. Okay. What's the difference between those two? 2000 years, approximately. So, you know, this is a, um, a, um, a prophecy that's getting ready to unfurl. It hasn't unfurled yet but it will. Remember what I said, there are prophecies that have already been, they already come to fruition. There's some that's unfurling right now, and there's some that have yet to come to fruition. So this is one of them that has not come to fruition yet, because you already see that um, Yahuda said that Israel's going to go back to its original place, and then everybody's going to live harmoniously. That didn't come yet, because we didn't even get to world turmoil to the point that um, there's calling for peace. We didn't get to that yet. We in the beginning of the turmoil, so we already understand that this stuff is starting to come to light. So those people who call themselves quote unquote woke, they are all seeing this right now. We're all seeing that something's wrong. We're all seeing that there's turmoil in different lands and different nations. We are starting to see all of that. So we know that. Um, revelation hasn't even unfurled yet we understand that by spiritually understanding what's happening now if you don't if you still can't connect then i I need you to go to one of my teachings uh, about um, spiritual understanding versus carnal understanding go there and you'll be able to understand what I'm saying okay 22 and 3 he shall preserve the power of my kingdom forever with an oath the most high swore to me that the rule would not cease for my prosperity and that's genesis 49 and 10 my grief is great my children on the account of the lasciviousness and witchcraft and idolatry that you practice contrary to the kinship following ventriloquists, omen dispensers, and demons of deceit. You shall make your daughters into musicians and common women, and you will become involved in revolting Gentile heathen affairs. In response to this, the Most High will bring you famine and plague, death in the sword, punishment by a siege, scattering by enemies like dogs the scorn of friends now let me stop this for a minute this is some heavy stuff that judah yah is cursing judah he said judah said that yah cursed him and this is what his um this is what his children's gonna go through this is what's happening right now judah this is what's happening right now. Your friends are gonna deceive you. You've been scattered by the other nations into bondage, which is slavery. Um, all of these things is happening. You fighting among each other. You're gonna have plague and famine. That right there, you could tell is a prophecy because prophets, um, that's what they foretell. Famine, plague, and war. That's what prophets, um, prophets do. So this is, this is what's happening to Judah right now. So I'm gonna read it again and then I'm gonna keep going. I just want to put a pen in there just to let Judah know, Judah, this is what you're going through. You need to see this. Not only do you need to see the top of the flower or the weed, you need to see the root of the weed. You need to weed out the root so that this flower does not grow anymore. But more than likely the flower will continue to grow because you can't cut off a piece of a a leaf or a piece of a flower and the flower die. That's not how it works, okay. Again, in response to this, the Most High will bring you famine and plague, death and the sword, punishment by a siege, scattering by enemies like dogs, the scorn of friends, destruction and putrefication (meaning rottenness, rottenness) of your eyes, slaughter of infa- infants, and plunder of your sustenance (meaning your food). They're gonna steal your food. The rape of your possessions, do I need to explain that? Consumption of Yah's sanctuary by fire, a desolate land, and yourselves enslaved by the Gentile nations. And they shall castrate some of you as eunuchs for their wives. Now let me stop you right there. Now, in biblical days, they did, um, heathen nations did cut off the members of men so that they can be real good friends with their wives, confidants with their wives, so their wives won't go astray. Why did the heathen nations do that? And can you connect that with what is happening today? Who is the girl's best friend? Who is a girl's best friend? And I'm gonna give you a clue, it's not another girl. So know that, know that, okay? A you me? Okay, 23 and five. Until you return to the Most High in integrity of heart, penitent and living according to all the Most High's commands, then the Most High will be concerned for you in mercy and will free you from captivity under your enemies now what did he say he said return to the most high stop sinning and repent that's the same thing that the most high said to his children the children who are called by my name turn from your wicked ways and repent this is this is what the most high told judah judah is telling his children And YAH is telling his children in those scriptures, in other scriptures to turn from your wicked ways, Yashirel, turn around from your wicked ways because he's trying his best to save you from yourself. Excuse me, I had to take a water break. Okay, I'm almost wrapping this thing up. Okay. And after this, there shall arise for you a star from Jacob in peace. And a man shall arise from my prosperity like the son of righteousness, walking with the sons of men in gentleness and righteousness and in him will be found no sin. Now I'm going bridge that. The bridge is Numbers twenty-four and seventeen, but I have another bridge. This is the prophecy of Yahuwah, the one and only begotten Son of Yah. That's the prophecy of Yah. Excuse me, Yahusha, Yahusha coming. Okay, you know Yahusha is the one and only begotten Son of Yahuwah. There is no such thing as God and Jesus. I already told you that. That's pagan names. Okay, the one and only. Begotten son of the most high Yahuwah is Yahshua or Yahushua. I already told you what it means. Yahuwah is I am. Yahushua is I am the savior. Yahusha means savior. Do not forget that. Okay. And if you did forget it, go to my other teachings. I break it down there. 24 and two. And the heavens will be opened upon him to pour out the Spirit as a blessing of the Holy Father. Okay, the Holy Abba, Father. There's, there's a bridge of Isaiah 11, 1 and 2, which Isaiah is a major prophet. Remember that. And he will pour out the Spirit of grace on you, which is the Ruach hakodesh, and you shall be children in truth in the Ruach. Let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. Remember, when you turn into yeah, and you doing what Yah say? You turn it from your wicked ways. You um, seeking His face ten times more. You're gonna get the ruach, and you are going to get spiritual knowledge. If you don't know what spiritual knowledge is, please go to my teaching of carnal knowledge versus spiritual knowledge. Spiritual knowledge is called epinosis, It's a Greek word that gives you information from the ruach of spiritual things which is heavenly things and earthly things earthly knowledge puffs up regular carnal knowledge is earthly knowledge and it puffs up remember people seek knowledge because they want power earthly power that they can have over other people but spiritual knowledge is not hurtful and damaging like carnal earthly knowledge okay it's more and more powerful than earthly knowledge, okay? And the Ruach, the spirit of truth gives it to you. So you're in truth. Now the spirit of truth brings knowledge. The spirit of truth is called wisdom. Wisdom brings knowledge, spiritual knowledge. Spiritual knowledge does not puff up, spiritual knowledge is humble. Spiritual knowledge also brings the, um, the fruit of the spirit. Okay. It doesn't bring all this carnal nonsense and, and ugliness and abuse that carnal knowledge brings. So you shall be the children in truth and you will walk in his first and final decrees. That's what you're going to do when you turn from your wicked ways, Judah. Okay. Now I'm trying to decide whether I should keep going on this or move on to something else And I am. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to move on to 25 and two. I just read 24 and three. But I'm not going to read 24 and four through 25 to one. I'm not because it's the other brother's information. So I'm going to start at 25 and three. I'm going to go to 25 and three. Because like I said, I'm only reading what pertains to what's going on now. I'm not going to get into the other brothers. And Yahuda talks about the other brothers just like the other brothers talk about him talk um, about him. Um, They're all together and they all helped one another. Except that time when um, they was doing that stuff to Joseph. (laughs) Okay. 25 and 3 says, and you shall be one people of the most high with one language. Let me stop that right now. Remember, I already told you, this is the problem with language and words themselves. Remember, First John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with Yah, and the word was Yah. That's not the um, specific um, scriptural quote, but you understand what I'm saying. With words come language. The word is Yahusha. The word is Yah. It's spiritual. The word is spiritual. You understand what I'm saying? So with language is also spiritual. So Paleo-Hebrew, which is the original Hebrew, not what they talking today, is a spiritual language by Yah, okay? Um, it says somewhere in the scriptures that it was only one language. Now, whether people believe that or not, the original language was a spiritual language. And then from Babylon, you already know, if you don't know, go to the book of Jasa and read that or listen to it. When Nimrod was being a complete heathen, because he's in the line of Ham, when he started being a complete heathen and wanted more knowledge, earthly knowledge, he started acting like a heathen and Yah destroyed Babylon. What does Babylon mean? Confusion. So he confused all the languages and all everybody started speaking other languages. Now this is important 25 and three because um, Judah is saying, we will come back to the original language. Now, since Judah is scrambled all over the four corners of the earth, they speak many languages. People of Yehuda, his own line, you can go to another land, United States don't speak another language in another um, in another continent or country. And this is what he's saying. This is what people need to really make a mental note of. Yehuda don't even speak their own language. In the United States, the people in bondage don't speak their original language and that's Yahuda. So I'm gonna read it again. And please understand that we are messed up in every way possible. Judah is messed up in every way possible. And that's why I wanna dig into Judah's behind. Again, 25 and three says, And you shall be one people of the most high with one language. Where shall no more be Beliah, which is the devil, Beliah's spirit of error. Beliah is another word of the devil, the name of the devil. And the spirit of error is also the devil, okay? Or devils. Don't forget that. That's another way, you know, they, they use these words interchangeably. Because he will be thrown into carnal fire. And that's a, ooh, that's a lot of bridges. Ezekiel 37, 21 and 22. Revelation 27 and 15. The Testament of Isaiah 6. Um, Enoch 10, 9 through 10. Okay? I mean, I could just keep, I could keep bridging this. Excuse me, we already know in a lot of um, prophetic word that the devil gonna be, excuse me, destroyed. Sorry, I got the hiccups. So (laughs) the father Judah, the father of the nation Judah is basically begging and pleading his children to turn from their wicked ways. He's begging, he's pleading, turn from your wicked ways. 25 and four says, And those who died in sorrow shall be raised in joy. And those who, this is a prophecy he's talking about. Remember, he's talking prophecy now because this has not happened. And those who died in sorrow shall be raised in joy. And those who died in poverty for the most high's sake shall be made rich. Those who died on the account of the most high shall be weakened, excuse me, wakened to life. And that's Daniel 2, this is the bridge, Daniel 2, and, excuse me, Daniel 12 and 2, and John 5, 28 and 29. 25 and 5 says, and the deer of Jacob shall run with gladness. The eagles of Jacob shall fly with joy. The impious shall mourn, and the sinners shall weep. But all the people shall glorify the most high forever. Observe the whole law of the most high. Therefore, my children, because it is hope for all who pursue his way. And that's the bridge of that is the Testament of Benjamin, which is his brother. Three, one and four. That's the end of that. There's, there, it goes all the way up to 26 and 4, but this, has, um, this is just basically telling you that he died after he delivered this testimony. Now, that last part I, I read, 25, 3 to 26, 1, that's a prophecy for Judah. It goes along with the prophecies. It goes along with the prophecies in um, the books of the Bible. Telling you that it's only gonna be a remnant that's going of Israel because you could you as Judah will continue to sin and transgress the laws, you will continue to be idolatrous, you will continue to break every law, pretty much, of the Ten Commandments. Okay, which are the condensed laws of the 16 is 16, excuse me. 613 laws of the old testament is the 10 commandments it's a condensed version because y'all understands that we as human beings remember there was a seed of evil in adam could in no way fulfill those laws we could not possibly as human beings abide by all those 613 laws so what y'all did gracefully he gave Moses 10 laws, which is a shortening and a roundabout of the 613 laws. However, Judah and his brothers still transgressed those 10 laws. So here we see that Judah is begging, begging his children to turn from their wicked ways. However, Yah understands and knows that these times are evil. He understands that. And he spoke to our um our ancestors, which are a lot of the prophets, Ezra, Daniel, um, the major and the minor, minor prophets, Barak, in the scriptures and out of the scriptures, in what they call the pseudepigrapha, the um apocrypha, the um the um. Um, um Nag Hammadi scriptures, that all of the gospels everywhere, everything, because there is not only 66 books in that Bible, there are hundreds of books. If you start reading, even in the Bible, it will say in certain places that there was hundreds of books. And what did I say about one nation and another? If there's a conquering nation to the nation that's being conquered, they will destroy everything. However, When they came to destroy Israel, they didn't know. They underestimated the most high. The most high is going to get his word out to his children no matter what. That's what he says in the book of Enoch. So now we're here today with me talking. With me telling Judah. Reiterating what the father Judah said. Please turn from your wicked ways. Please seek Yah's face 10 times more because the days are evil. That's in the book of Ezra. Four, by the way. Ezra four, Ezra's two. Turn from your wicked ways. Yes, there's gonna be hardships because the world is evil. Yes, you have to be um, long suffering. Yes, you have to be peaceful. Yes, you have to be humble. You gotta do all that and this world is a rock. When I mean a rock, I mean it's hard. The world is hard. Y'all said it's going to be brass under your feet and and something over your head, stone over your head. The world is hard. The world is cold like an iceberg. Put on your coat, Judah. Do the best you can, Judah, because the world is harsh. The world is cold. The world is evil. I already explained that to you. You could go into the other teachings and it it will be reiterated. You know that everything's going to be hard. But y'all knows, Who he's picking from the beginning? He already knew before the foundation of the world who he's picking. He already knew the remnant. Your job, Judah, is to do the best you can. Your job is to go about Yah's business. Now, what is Yah's business that you should be going about? Listening to those laws and abiding by the laws. Using the fruit of the spirit to keep you moving because you're going to see things and experience things that's going to break you down. Use the fruit of the spirit to keep moving. Y'all said, remember you promises, okay? Remember his promises. Use the fruit of the spirit to keep moving. Use the armor of you that he gave you to combat Beliah, which is the spirit of error. He left so many tools for you to use. Do not keep going without using these tools, because if you do, You will not make it to the next life. Judah, please turn from your wicked ways and repent. And by that, I am finished with this lesson. I hope this lesson edified you. Thank you. And until next time.